Welcome to SaltCast. My name is Bob Turner, and I serve as the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or SALT. And today, we have with us Joe Wells, co-founder and president of Kyle Publications. Welcome, Joe. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate you letting me be on the show, man. Well, it's our privilege to have you here, and we're honored that you would take the time to do so. Thank you, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about your work with Kyle Publications and what that does and, and how that works. Yeah, Kyle Publications... Um, was founded by my wife, Erin, and I back in 2012. And uh, we started it uh, as a kind of a side thing. I don't know how else to say that. I was in full-time local work, and uh, I had previously served with a company and had done publishing Mm -hmm. work, and uh, especially was an editor of a teenage magazine. And when I went back into the local work away from that full-time uh, I call it traveling ministry. Right. Uh, the company I was with decided after a year of me being at the local work that they were going to uh, no longer have the magazine. Well, Aaron and I, we talked about it, prayed about it, and we weren't finished yet uh, with that dream. Right. And so uh, in order to make a transition, we we formed a nonprofit, which is what Kyo Publications is. It's a, it's a nonprofit entity, so it's not a moneymaker for us. Right. Uh, and it started as a dream of this needs to happen. There are still young people that are being influenced by this. Um, this needs to continue. And so as we talked about what the company, what we envision the company to be, not only a publishing entity for the magazine, we started thinking about our own personal family. Aaron and I are blessed with four children, and uh, we have always tried to take serious the rearing of our kids and and raising them to be pointed towards heaven. Yes. Uh, you know, our our whole thing was we never wanted them simply to be baptized and pew sitters. We wanted them to be individuals who were running toward Jesus. Yes, and uh, that's an that's a little different mindset, and therefore as parents. We had to take a different approach, and therefore our intentionality was different right. uh, than most. I, I say that not judgmentally. I just say that from the standpoint of we were actively pursuing this, not simply attending church. Right. Uh, and so as we started thinking about the company, we started thinking about, well, if we could encourage other families uh, to, to take a similar mindset and approach to, to their families, then the church as a whole would actually become stronger. Not because they would become like us, but the idea is this. We, you know, we weren't saved to sit in a pew. Uh, you know, we've been redeemed so that we could radiate the love of the Lord. We, that we could take the message of the gospel out. And, you know, from generation to generation, there's a responsibility that the generation that came before me had a responsibility to pass that on to me and to instill that in me. And then we have that responsibility to instill that in the next generation. And of course, our mindset was, where is the best place to start? If it's not with your own children, then where would it be, right? right. And so Kyle Publications was founded as a dream, as a, a way to encourage families. And, uh, and so that has shaped the approach of what we are about. You know, I tell people every publishing company is not the same. Right. Uh, some publishing companies, they are very broad in what they approach. Some are very focused in their approach. Right. Uh, I would say that Kyo Publications is very focused in our approach uh, to encourage and edify uh, young people, teenagers, obviously with the magazine uh, and other resources, but also families. And so we do that. One of the things I've been fortunate to, to, to be in a position of is to study culture 
And um, mm. that has played heavily into the, the way that I approach subjects and kind of my emphasis. And so people ask me, where is your emphasis? I say youth, family, and culture. That's what it is. So Kyle Publications has, um, has grown since 2012 uh, very slowly. Uh, I tell people, you know, a lot of companies, I, I listen to, to, you know, business talk and read books on business. A lot of right. small startups are done within two years. Uh, and the reason they're done is because they they get over their head right. with ambition, which oftentimes leads to loans, which then turns around and leads to financial crumble. Sure. And so our approach was this. We're only going to grow the company as quick as the company can grow as God blesses it to grow. Right. So we started off very simple with family Bible devotionals. Uh, individuals, you know, the, to encourage moms and dads to study the Bible at home, with their children, we thought, well, many of these moms and dads haven't been trained to do that. Their parents may not have done that with them. And so we said, what if we could create a resource that was so simple and not intimidating whatsoever that dads who did not have this training at home could take this product and start a new cycle in their family? And so we created a product that was very basic, but it would get moms and dads in front of their children at home having family Bible time. Some call it family worship. Either way, what it was, was their kids seeing mom and dad take the lead spiritually at home wow. and, uh, and, and try to change the dynamic. So from there, it stemmed into Bible studies. Uh, we've got uh, ladies' Bible study books. We've got books for teenagers. Uh, we've got books, a fully illustrated book for small children uh, that my kiddos helped me write. Uh, <laughs> as we would tell stories at night, they would fill in the blank and we took that and created a manuscript and got an illustrationist to come in. And uh, so it's been a labor of love. It's been a family affair. And so now, as I sit here before you, this is what we do full time. Uh, Kyle Publications awesome. has grown in product uh, and, and it's been received well that we decided that uh, it was time to launch out. Uh, Kyle Publications is still a nonprofit. Uh, it does not support us. You know, we have a firm belief that monies that come in need to be poured back into product. And so that's the way we grow the company without getting over our heads. And I guess that's why maybe one of the reasons you could say that we've been around since 2012, growing slowly as God has blessed us to grow. And so we're completely okay with that. So tell, tell the listeners, where can they find information about Kyle Publications or where can they get the product in to have an awareness of, of what you do offer? Yeah, they can take advantage of. I would encourage any of your listeners to go to Kayo Publications, and I have to spell it. It's K A I O Publications dot org. Okay, that's our website. Um, and I will say this: it is an e-commerce website. So those of you who are listening to this, some of you may say, "What's e-commerce?" Right? Yeah. What that means is it's not a, a place to go get the latest information. It's not a blog site. It is a place where you can go find content, uh, product sales, okay. right? So if you're looking for the family devotionals, if you're looking for uh, the book that we have for parents who have teenagers, if you're looking for our ladies' Bible study series uh, or the children's illustrated book, uh, you can go to that website and that's where you'll find it. Um, but if you're interested in kind of the happenings with Kyo Publications, that's where we utilize our social media more heavily. And so you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. Um, I haven't gone into the world of, <laughs> of Snapchat and TikTok yet. 
However, right, I'm not saying that's not going to be down the road. Right. <laughs> I'm just navigating this stuff very carefully. So, But that's where you can find it, on our website, kyopublications.org, as well as mainly our Facebook page, which you'll find at awesome. Kyle Publications. Well, I appreciate that. I know our, our listeners will appreciate that, that as well. Now, you mentioned earlier that you came out of full-time ministry mm-hmm. and that you took this on full-time since 2012 and, and have allowed that to grow to where it is now. Tell me about some of the influences, some of the greatest influences in your life that were involved not only in your ministry, but that have led you to this emphasis uh, on the family and through Kyle Publications. Absolutely. And I would, as I think about that, I would have to categorize, I guess, those influences a bit. Uh, Because as a boy growing up, I'm a, a third generation gospel preacher. Hmm. And uh, I was the guy. I was the guy, though, Bob. That when I was growing up, I said I don't want to have anything to do with preaching, <laughs> because uh, unfortunately, there have been some moments in in ministry, in the history of ministry, at least in my experience. Right, every minister's experience will be different. My experience was this is tough work. Yeah, and it's oftentimes not appreciated work, and you find that out when you. Uh, when you take a stand for the truth yeah. and then you get to pack a U-Haul trailer and move to the next town uh, or uh, somebody comes to you who reveals maybe that there's abuse in the home. And as a gospel preacher, you have to decide what to do with that information. And so when you stand to confront the abuse, if it was the wrong family, then you also get to move. And so growing up, uh, my father seemed to be drawn to congregations that were smaller, that had had some struggles. Right. And dad's approach was always, uh, we will stand for the truth and God will take care of us no matter what happens. Right. So when you take that attitude, oftentimes you get to move a lot. Yes. And so we got to move a lot um, growing up. However, to answer your question about influence, I can't start without saying Obviously, my mother and father were the greatest influences in my life growing up. That's great. Um, And it wasn't, I will say this, it wasn't because they did the same things we're doing today. You know, you you look at, and I know my children will do this as well, no matter how how good of a parent I think I am, my children will grow up and say, when I grow up, I'm never going to do that. (laughs) Or when faced with the same situation, I will handle it differently, right? Sure. And that's just the reality that I'm a human and I'm imperfect. And and Aaron and I try the best as we may. We're still going to mess up. And our kids are going to see the mess ups as well as what we would think are the successes, right? And so I wouldn't necessarily say my parents walked around messing up. It was just dad took the approach and mom took the approach of teachable moments. Right. You know, I'm going to take advantage of the teachable moments. Dad would regularly say, we are not raising our sons to sit at home we are raising our sons to become men who can lead their families and serve the Lord, right? And that meant to raise us to be independent. Right. Well, now we're scattered across the country instead of centrally located because that's what was best for our families. And as we serve the Lord, that's what we try to do, right? Sure. So to start off with, no doubt my parents were the biggest influence in my life and, um, I would say heroes would come to mind, right? Sure. My grandfather on both sides of the family, would I would categorize as that as well. One of them was an elder and a deacon for a wow. number of years, and the other was a gospel preacher. My dad's dad was a gospel preacher. Both of those men, my grandfathers, have passed away, as has my dad. 
passed away at a young age due to cancer. Right. And so uh, what I learned is that your heroes, that they are not always going to be here on this earth with you. Right. Right. And so as I have grown into adulthood, I've also realized, though, it's okay to have influences outside of my parents. Mm-hmm. And so uh, as I was growing up through preaching school and uh, my master's degree at Fried Hardeman and influences that have come into my life, I would definitely say my mentor today, my mentors, two of them that stand out in my mind uh, that I, I would say are mentoring me today, Phil Sanders and Jeff Archie. Hmm. Uh, Brother Phil was the preacher when I first went to my first work as a right. youth minister. And I laughingly say that he brought me from sandals and shorts to <laughs> respectability. And when I say that, please don't, you know, I under, people wear sandals and shorts today and I get it, right? It doesn't sure. mean they're disrespectful. I use that from the standpoint of my approach to ministry was pizza, paintball, and paycheck. Yeah. It was, man, I get to play, you know, I'll teach a class, sure, but <laughs> you're going to pay me to go to Six Flags. You're going to pay me to eat pizza with these kids. Yeah. And uh, Phil was the one through patience and I would say proper mentoring because he did not force himself and his views on me. Right. It was more of a sense of as we communicated, he would just bring up things that he had done right. in the past, or I would observe him working. And it, then it grew to a relationship that I had maybe questions about how he would handle things. Right. Uh, but it was never, Joe, sit down and let me mentor you. Uh, my experience has shown that when you impose yourself upon somebody, Usually that doesn't work real well. Right. And I would so say true. that too. I've had elderships talk about uh, the preacher mentoring the youth minister. And oftentimes that that youth minister hasn't selected that preacher to be one of his mentors. And so that relationship can be hurt sure. by an imposed mentorship. Right. right. So Jeff Archie was a guy who was also at the school of preaching where I uh where I went, where that's where I met Aaron. She was going through the ladies' study side of things, and uh, I decided I need some formal training getting into to ministry. And Jeff was there as one of our instructors, and we both grew attached to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually did our pre-marriage counseling. And uh, to this day, I will call Jeff or reference Jeff if I need to, as I'm thinking through things and working through things. That's so awesome. Those are two okay. outside of my, my family. Sure. Well, you have emphasized throughout, and I know it's a great emphasis, not only with Kyle Publications, but just in your ministry in general, the importance of family, leadership yeah. in the home, uh, the influences of your grandparents, your grandfathers, your father. Why do you think it is so critical in the culture that we live in today? as we try to wrap up here in the next couple of minutes, why do you think it is so critical to have that emphasis upon leadership in the home? Well, the easy answer is this, because those are the first individuals that young guys are, are watching. Um, you know, we, we joke about at times illustrations. Uh, I heard an illustration the other day that baby ducks will follow and be attached to the first thing that they see. Uh, after they are born. Thus, you, f- you find ducks, mama ducks leading in the front and the baby ducks following behind. And right. it was a pretty neat illustration about do we lead from the front or do we lead from behind? Our parents out front or our parents pushing? And I thought, man, that's a great illustration. But yes. the, the message is made very well is that as our children are born, those are the, 
the, we're the first eye, you know, first ones their eyes uh, see. Right. And so like it or not, uh, if you want to reach the next generation and ultimately my concept is this, one day you're going to die and I'm going to die. The church will go on after us as long as God wants it to until he sends Jesus right. back. But there's a responsibility then generationally that we've got to then be the generation that doesn't just verbally tell, but actively shows. And so the emphasis for us in my own personal life that I had benefited from is that I did get to see uh, Christians working through difficulty. I did get to see Christians going through disappointment. Uh, before dad died, one of the things that he said, and this really kind of uh, encapsulates this mentality that I I carry on, I try to, is he would say this, he said, for so many years, and I can't remember when he said it, so how old he was in his life, right? Sure. He passed at 64, so he could have, he had cancer for 15 years almost, so wow. any time in that process. But he said this toward the end of his life. He said, for so many years, I have been teaching you boys how to live. He said, now it's time to teach you how to die. Wow. And uh, he his approach through his death was the eyes of the next generation are watching me. And so I must approach this in the same way that I approached anything else. It was all a training ground, right? And so that has impacted me even as an adult. But, you know, when I look at the responsibility that we have, um, you know, God blessed Aaron and I with our children, just like he blessed any parent who will listen to this with their children. But with that blessing comes the personal responsibility to ingrain the word of God in their children and not just verbally. It's not about just, well, I'm taking them to church. I mean, I, unfortunately, in my time in ministry, I've sat across the table with weeping parents who had their children in the door every time the door was open. Right. And that was their concept of that's the totality of my responsibility is that when the doors are open, my child will be there only to find out when their child gets to make their own decisions and our children aren't robots that those children chose a different path. Right. And the parents are saying, I don't know what we did wrong. Hmm. Sometimes they didn't do anything wrong, right? Sometimes those kids just rebelled. But sometimes when you really think about it, if all you do is think that the totality of your responsibility is to take the children to church, then that means that for four hours out of the week, you are fulfilling your spiritual requirement, right? right. Unfortunately, children get more TV in one day or more cell phone activity in one day yeah. than most have uh, studying God's word or even being around God's people in a week. Yeah. And so that's why the home is so significant because we are never going to combat Satan and the work of Satan if all we do is take our kids to church. That is going to yeah. fall short every time. And so the home, the home is where the battle is had. And so our thought was this, if you can strengthen the home, then you'll strengthen the pew. If you strengthen the pew, you'll strengthen the church. Yes. And so the concept was this, how are we going to build, how are we going to do our part in our generational context to not drop the baton, to not be the broken link in the chain, right. to help the church in the generations that are to come? Our concept in our ministry is this, it's got to be at the home base. Right. So if we can empower fathers to stand up and call men to be the men that God's called them to be, then that's what we're going to do. If we can empower ladies 
to be the godly wives and mothers that God has called them to be. And if God doesn't bless mothers and women with children, then to be the godly influence. It needs not be undersold, the influence right. of, a, of a childless woman who did not have biologically children, but can impact so many. We have the those ladies in our life. One of the ladies that stands out in my mind right now, we call her Gigi. She is a, a wonderful Christian lady that she's just never been married. Yeah, You know, wonderful heart, wonderful character, love for the Lord, but that's just not been her journey, right? Mm-hmm. But she has impacted so many people. So I guess our ministry is is not even just within the family. It's empowering, trying to empower, call up men and women to be the leaders at home specifically that God has called them to be, but also in the church. Because uh, that, that's where we really believe the battlefront sure. is going to be had, that's is at awesome. home. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate your time. And uh, I do want to remind everyone uh, that Joe Wells and uh, Kyle Publications has a great deal of information that you can access. Uh, You can go to kyopublications.org and you can learn more about the material there that you can download that will help in regards to the concepts that we've been talking about in regards to leadership in the home. Thank you. I appreciate your time and and insight. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to going to that resource myself. <laughs> well, thank you, man. And looking through some of that stuff. But we want to thank all of you for listening today to our podcast. This is Bob Turner, and I am the director of SALT, the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training. And we're going to continue our discussion with Joe next week. And so we hope that you'll join us as we continue to talk with him about uh, the aspect of leadership and leadership in the home as it relates to the church.